The NHL preseason concludes, which means we're now one week away from the regular season to begin. While that's going on, the AHL preseason has just begun. We'll talk about that as well on today's episode. Plus, what's the latest news with some of the current roster players for the Arizona Coyotes? We'll find out more. Just stay locked in to Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, your host of this show. Uh, now entering my second season as host, been covering the Coyotes for the last uh, five, six years or so, mainly covering the Tucson Roadrunners of part of Five for Howling. Carl Pavlik, my wonderful co-host, he is the managing editor of FiveForHowling.com, part of the S- part of SB Nation. We are here to talk to you guys about the Arizona Coyotes' upcoming season, all their preseason talk, all their uh, all the uh, you know Roadrunner stuff. Lots to get to on today's show. Uh, First, I want to thank everyone for tuning into this show and for making the Lockdown Coyotes podcast your first listen of the day. Once again, we are free and available on all platforms, everywhere you get it, including on YouTube. Um, it's you know, it's we we absolutely love your support. But Carl, uh, we had the day off yesterday. Obviously, I needed the day recharge. I'm not sure about you because it's we've 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 been going at it for quite a long time. Plus, a lot of other games and back to back to back to back it just i think we needed the day off yeah it's definitely like really amping up um for a lot of people it's amping up for the teams it's amping up for people like you and myself in the in the media uh and sometimes we just all need a day off to kind of relax and prepare and make sure that we're making the best stuff for people yeah um for those who don't know i was actually like at the roadrunners game uh, last night, I, I will talk to you guys about that a little bit later. But the last game for the Coyotes for the preseason was just last night. And they finish having lost only one preseason game, Carl. Which is astonishing. I don't think anyone was really expecting that. Uh, preseason games mean nothing. Uh, so... It's not like this is changing anyone's idea of what the Coyotes are going to be next year, but we maybe have a little bit better idea of what uh, what some of the veterans are going to be and who is going to be playing where. Um, so it means a lot, but it also means nothing. That's the joy of preseason. I mean, it means a lot to the Coyotes in a sense where, again, we got a, we got a good idea about the about these prospects and. There are still some players that are still up there, like you know Barrett Hayton and Victor Soderstrom are still on the Coyotes roster, on um, the training camp roster, as you know, at the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see: do they even make a roster spot? Like, that's a huge I mean, question. It, it it is. I expect we're going to be getting another round of cuts fairly soon, um, possibly later today when people are listening. Uh, I do want to point out real quick that Hayton is still up. Um, he's dealing with uh, an injury, so that may be one of the reasons. Sosham has been getting like consistent play, and honestly, he's looked pretty solid. So uh, I'm really curious if he makes a opening night roster. It's interesting because I was talking with uh, with a couple guys 
at the Roadrunners game about that. And they're like, yeah, Soderstrom probably will make the final roster. Who knows how long he'll stay up there. And they actually, and some people even thought that Provenev would get sent down, which is an interesting prospect because obviously you can't have Soderstrom and Provenev because based off of your, based off of your stuff, because you got Kyle Capobianco up there too. You can't send him down because he, he had to clear waivers, which would be an incredible, difficult thing to do. And that would leave what eight defensemen. Like you got, yeah. <laughs> you got to cut that down. Uh, unless the team makes a move. To someone for LTIR, um, there's going to be something happening. I would think that you know Sostrom is the easiest player to send down. Like it's a contract move kind of situation. But if he is good enough to make the Coyotes the opening night roster, and he is such a highly valued prospect, there are other areas of the, the game where you're like. Yeah, we want you to be here for opening night, man, just because we want you to have you here. And maybe the team goes with, you know, eight defensemen for a while or seven. Um, I'm not sure. That's going to be a really interesting call. I'm glad I am not the one making these roster cuts. No, because, yeah, it is like there's a lot to get to. Um, I think um, uh, Bill Armstrong and John Ferguson have to go. They're going to have a lot to discuss over the next uh, six days because, I mean, obviously you want to get your opening de- opening roster before thir- next Thursday's game. But, like, you know, you haven't. You theoretically have up until next Thursday to really decide who, which 23 players you want on your team. Yeah. And... I will say, like, the the guys made are going to make it really hard. Um, I do not envy Bill Armstrong and uh, Turner to make these roster decisions. Like, we saw, for what little of the preseason we saw, a lot of really good Coyotes players. Um, and a lot of the players who, like, people may have expected to be towards the end of their careers, um, Louis Erickson, Andrew Ladd, like, and some players like Lawson Krauss and Christian Fishers, they all had really good preseasons. Um, and again, it doesn't say much, but it says something. It, show, it says that they came to play. Uh, they came to the preseason ready, which honestly is not something you could have said for the Coyotes in the past. They tend to start low. Remember, I, like, I said this on a previous episode, that this Coyotes team has nothing to lose and something to prove. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing, and that's the kind of scary thing is that because of that is because, I mean, they could all of a sudden winning games. I'm not sure that's the best I, the best thing for them, but like yeah. because because of this kind of attitude we're seeing from this team is they could somehow su- be surprising in some games. Like, yeah, it it really is. Like, um, and we've come up against this like so many times, um. The big conversation we had um, a couple of episodes ago about like Andrew Ladd being like on the team and getting in that fight that first preseason game, it really kind of set the standards that a lot of these players who have been like written off as like contract dumps um, because it's essentially what they were, but they're still athletes. They're still coming to play, and they're going to prove that you know they still have a place on the ice. And the Coyotes are a perfect place to prove that next season. 
Yeah, and that and again, that, and 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 that's the thing that I like about this team is because it's full of those kind of players. Um, and you know, I mean, I always love a team where it's just like full of veterans who have a lot to prove, and they might get dismissed. Um, there's, you know, a certain team of mine that <laughs> that sh- uh, that, sh- that had to show that this year, and they ended up becoming really good. I'll sure. mention more about that in a little bit, but you know what I mean. Like it's like I love that kind of storyline. Obviously, I'm not saying that the Coyotes are going to be this team because this team ended up becoming a really, really, really good team. There's no way sure. the Coyotes can do that. But yeah, uh, it, it it is funny. There is like kind of a skill, um, and it has been exciting to see these people. Um, everyone loves underdog stories, and the Coyotes are just like all underdog at this point. Um, by design like the team was definitely set up in this way um but it's been really interesting uh i just will wish since uh we're talking about the preseason it's been very difficult to watch like from Mm -hmm. the coyote side we haven't gotten like video we haven't gotten radio uh i tried to watch last night's game Uh, it was a blackout so i couldn't couldn't get radio. I wasn't going to listen to the Vegas radio because that's just a step too far. Uh, <laughs> watching the opponent's video stream, it's annoying, but I will do it. But listening to their radio broadcast, no, that's just not not something that I'm able to do. But I want to watch this team, and I want to watch it during preseason, and I feel like it shouldn't be this difficult. Yeah, it should it shouldn't be this difficult. I mean, like preseason, you like yes, the, the, as you said, it kind of no one cares. It shouldn't. It doesn't really matter. Also, like that. But at the same time, there are people like us who kind of need to kind of feed off of this kind of stuff. And yeah, and, and there's like people like us who are generating content, but there's also people like us who are making things about it. So yeah. like the video crew in like the first game, how ready are they going to be? Uh, I'm they're professional, so I'm sure they're going to be like competent at it. But I really wish that we could have gotten like all of the technical glitches sorted out. Uh, a funny thing happened with the Dallas Stars tweeting out like, "Hey, we didn't get video of the goal because the camera froze," and yep. that's the kind of thing that you work out during preseason. Uh, it's better that happened now versus when the games actually matter um it's, it's the it's the it's the good old saying i think we said it once in this podcast and i think it was said when i was at the roadrunners game too is, hey it's preseason for everyone here yeah it's preseason for everyone um and uh maybe next year the coyotes will get a little bit more respect in the preseason absolutely hey we still got more to get to on this show uh coming up we will talk a little bit of tucson roadrunners um they had their first preseason game on wednesday uh, we'll talk to that about that, plus other news in the Arizona Coyotes uh, later on this podcast. But first, let's get a little word from our sponsor. Hey, Coyotes fans. This is Carl with an incredible app every, uh, for everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code HOCKEY to get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon 
cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents ga- uh, gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code HOCKEY. All right. Back here on Locked On Coyotes, once again, Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik. Um, as we talk some preseason hockey, as we're finishing up talking about the preseason, really, for the NHL, but the AHL is just kicking off their preseason. I mean, they get, like, significantly less games in the preseason because they're, I mean, they, they already technically had preseason games because a lot of these pl- players were already in the NHL squad. Um, yeah. But... That said, they had their the Roadrunners, Tucson Roadrunners, had their first preseason game against the Henderson Silver Knights on Wednesday. I was there at the Tucson Arena covering it, um, and Kyle, it was ugly. Yeah, was- I mean, I I saw the tweets. I was looking, and I'm like, this does not look fun at all. The first period was actually terrible. I mean, I'm not gonna be, on, I'm not gonna lie. Like the team. Uh, was so focused on on chasing Henderson on the boards that they left the they left the center ice open open way too much. All uh. of the goals, all of the goals for Henderson were like in the slot, like every single one of them. <laughs> that is rough, uh, and it's kind of a a surprising turn from what the Coyotes, a team we expect to be bad during the regular season, did good in the preseason. We expect the Roadrunners to be good in the regular season. First preseason game, absolute trash fire. Uh, I mean, I'll put it. I'll, I'll put it this way: as a somewhat of a comparison, though, like most of them were the rookie players. Liam Kirk was in there. Michelli was in there. Michelli actually looked pretty decent. I, I'll give it that. He's got his skating in there. He knows what he, he knows where to find. At least on the offensive side, defense was all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what was going on there, but. Um, and uh, Prosvitov was scratched because, to be honest, let's be honest, we don't need him in a preseason game. Don't worry Especially about that. Especially the first preseason game. Yeah. So they put into David Tendek, um, who is technically the the Coyotes' ECHL goaltender. So he's just like kind of just like he should be in Rapid City. Yeah. But they were just just like, all right, let's give you a shot here, see what you can do. And yeah, no, he didn't look good either. His third period, though, we, like I mean, the entire team looked better, and even even Tendak looked a lot better. I'm not sure what Verity said to them, but they just looked a lot better in the third period. Um, and oh my, like I was just like, I was just so frustrated by this team. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, are we gonna get more of this like we had last year? Or is this just like another mirage because it's preseason? <laughs> well, uh, again, it it's the thing that we said all throughout the NHL preseason. Uh, it's preseason. Doesn't matter, especially the first game. Uh, it's definitely. Uh, I know, like people are a little bit jumpy uh, when the season's starting out, and especially with everyone saying that the Roadrunners are going to be good and there's a lot of prospects in there. Like it's easy to be like, no, things didn't go well for this, so it was going to be bad. But like you said, there's a lot of rookies in there. That's their first professional um, hockey season in North America because some of them have played in Europe. Um, it's a it's a tough adjustment. It's like imagine your first day at work and how nervous you were. And that's what a lot of these guys, I'm sure, were feeling. Um, just kind of like 
nervous about the uniform they're going to be wearing the next year season. Yeah, I mean, just to give you an example, though, of like of some of the players we didn't see. Mosier was scratched. Crotty was scratched. Cocconi was scratched. Like, these are some of the players you want to see. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we will get to see all of them during preseason games, unless there's injuries that we don't know about yet. Um, but, you know, it's the first one. Give the give the younger players a chance to kind of get a feel for it. Again, none of these games matter. Um, no, they don't. They don't, especially AHL preseason. I think that matters. <laughs> Let's be honest. I think AHL preseason <laughs> matters a lot less because it's, uh, I mean, it's the AHL. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, I love the AHL. Don't get me wrong. It's my, you know, I mean, like I've been covering the the American Hockey League for five years now, but. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just like there's some infinities that are bigger than others. Like there are some meaningless games that are more meaningless than other games. Here's the interesting thing, though. Like, I think it was the first time going to an AHL preseason game because they have not done this before. This is not this is not common. I mean, yeah, I mean, at least for a home a home preseason game, you usually get one or two preseason games. Um, and for the road runners, most of the time it was away. Um, yeah. And this time, like they actually had a home preseason game, and I believe I think the first time ever. If anything, maybe they had one before that I just didn't go to for, for some other reason. But I mean, it's definitely possible the. The AHL definitely is a smaller league, and that requires, you know, smaller functioning. And I could see maybe not wanting to be in Arizona too, like, early on in the year. Um, even though Tucson is colder than Phoenix, the building is probably less equipped to make it super cold. Um, just because Healy River Arena is bigger and... Have, probably has a lot more expensive stuff in it. Yeah, let's just say this though: Tucson Arena, when there's no people in there, there are rarely any people in there. It gets freezing. Oh yeah, uh, I was down there once for a couple ASU games, and one of the games it was less attended. But every time I've been down there, it's pretty cold. Yeah, a lot of people like um, have told me there was like they're like, "Oh, Robin, you're just like, you're just a wimp. Like it's probably not that bad." And I was like, "No." Tucson Arena is cold. Yeah. Although I will say this though to your to the fans listening that actually live here in Arizona, yes, it's cold, but it's not Oceanside cold. Oceanside is freezing. That um, is a freezer. <laughs> that is, it's almost literally a freezer, and it's why I kind of love it because it feels the most like a college hockey arena because it's small, it's cold. There's like a small like place where you can get limited snacks and way too hot hot chocolate. It uh, it's it's got its own atmosphere that I love. I love Oceanside. The first time there, I didn't know it was going to be that cold. I kind of just wore like a simple pullover, and the media guy for the uh, University of Arizona hockey team, he's like, he's like, that's what you're wearing. It's like you're gonna freeze off. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, it can't be that bad. I went to Sharks Ice. Like, I know it's like a practice facility, right? Like, I've been to those places before. I know how cold it gets in those yeah. places. And I was, I was all high and mighty, pretending I knew what I was talking about. And then I walked in. I'm like, holy crap! And he's like, I told you. I'm like, uh. yeah. It is the the times I was going. I was, uh, I had very heavy trench coats that I got to wear, which just completed the the uh, aesthetic all the more for me um 
I have experienced the cold many years in my life. I do not like it. I will take one trip up to Flagstaff like once every two years during the winter just to see snow again. Uh, but Oceanside, it's just a special kind of cold. Um, and it's so, so cold. And uh, I'm, yeah, the Roadrunners are not going to have their arena be that cold. Because again, it's like level of equipment. They're below the Coyotes, above Oceanside in terms of their freezing technology. So I assume that plays a part. Yeah, probably that. Plus also um, maybe just like the overall like openness of a place. Like if it's if it's like Tucson Arena, is it's a convention center. So it's like a little more wide open. So it needs yeah. to get colder um, versus Oceanside, which is built in the middle of Tempe so and it's a small thing so it's like it's like oh it's 115 degrees outside we better crank that all the way down yeah and just make the entire thing cold you don't need to have like an area like you know Tucson Arena is very nice like you can go around you can get donuts you can get many types of beer uh I like watching Roadrunners games there um you don't necessarily need the cold up there, whereas Oceanside just so small, make it all cold. Yep, pretty, pretty much, pretty much. But again, Roadrunners not a good first preseason game, but that's okay. Like I said, I'm not too worried. Um, at least until like the first week of the actual season. If I see if I see it this continuing play through the first week of the season, regular season, I will start going insane. Um, <laughs> I mean, like. You can maybe give it like a couple of games, like, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it all really depends. Like a super like rough start, like can be kind of a big indicator. Um, if it's I mean, like, let's put it this way. The, the Roadrunners good seasons have always had like really hot, really hot starts. Like they're like some some of the, like, I think their second year or something like that. I think they started off undefeated for like the first four or five games. And like, at least, and like, they were looking really good. Um, so it, it'll definitely be something to watch, uh, coming up. Uh, both, you know, we, we keep, I keep saying it, it means nothing, but it means something. Absolutely. Hey, we still got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We're going to talk about some roster players and what's going on with them and seeing, you know, what's, you know, any, anything else that you guys might want to know about. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. But first, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best, best tasting protein bar in the land. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious favorites? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know all the flavors, you are missing out. Ranging from coconut to mint brownie, strawberry, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and more. My favorite player, flavor, as I mentioned before, churro puff, when it's one of the limited times. It's If it comes back, I highly recommend you give it a shot. Uh, German chocolate added one out of the regular ones. Also really good. That reminds me of my childhood because I would always ask my mom for a German chocolate cake for my birthday. Uh, if you, but if you haven't tried all the flavors and you want to try them, get a mix box. You get two of each of the nine flavors, and then you maybe from there you can pick which one you like the most. Not only are these the best tasting out there, they're also healthy too. 17, 18 grams protein, 130, 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavor, all healthy, all and all tasty. 
If you guys go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your order. Once again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing to hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino sports. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Man, I love sports betting, Carl. If there's one thing I'm going to do this week, and I'm going to use bet online because I was just looking at some odds for other sports, not just hockey. And I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm taking my Giants, my San Francisco Giants, to beat the Dodgers. They're, they're, they are plus 143 underdogs in the series, in the National League Divisional Series. So I'm taking that bet with me. Yeah. Always bet on your team. Uh, it's a good way to go. And, you know, hockey season hasn't started yet, so might as well get in some bets while you can. Especially super rivalries. I love uh, – if you don't love rivalries, what are you, what are you, what are you here, here, here in sports for? <laughs> We've discussed rivalries before. Uh, where to call the out the ad spot. Ah, thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to finishing up this episode of Locked On Coyotes. But first, I would do want to thank you guys once again for making Locked On Coyotes your first listener of the day. Um, once again, we are free living and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. But let's get to talking about finishing off this episode, Carl. Talking about some roster players, and let's let's go for the first one. Actually, not really. I, like before our last episode that we talked about, this player wasn't a roster player technically. He was on a PTO, a professional tryout, trying yep. to get a roster spot. And I know you, you're, you're probably wondering. You probably already know. We're talking about Alex Galchenyuk. He signed a one-year deal worth about seven seven hundred fifty thousand. So he got the veteran minimum uh, for one year. Got a fruit. Got upgraded from his PTO to an actual standard player contract. Um, and you know what? I'm happy for the guy. I'm excited to see him back, you know, wearing now the Kachina black. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a player. Um, Craig Morgan mentioned it a lot. Um, and I agree that he wasn't going to sign a PTO if there was like no chance. Yeah. If there was no chance he was going to make it, he, he probably had some pretty like good idea that he was going to make the roster. And I do think that he has a, a good chance of being a productive member of this roster. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. There's a lot of redemption stories for the Coyotes this year, and Alex Gonchenyuk could definitely be one of them. Yeah, he definitely could be one of them. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, we, we already saw him play for the Coyotes before. He ended up getting, you know, sent over with a, you know in, in a trade <laughs> a couple of <laughs> seasons ago. But, yeah. you know... I mean, now the Coyotes are going to have Galchenyuk and Kessel, so... I know, right? Yeah, we just need P.O. Joseph back. Yeah, let's see if, let's see if we can uh, get him get him back for some, some one, one way or another. He was like he was supposed to be a decent prospect, but... You know. Yeah, he seems to be developing pretty well. Um, I mean, the Coyotes getting Kessel 
Um, it was bigger. It was more important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the time, um, like looking back, that trade uh, did not work out well. Um, but for a few short years, when you were an Arizona Coyotes fan, Phil Kessel was on the team. And that's fun. I mean, I like that. I mean, let's put it this way. Those couple years ago, the Coyotes were emerging from their last rebuild. They're like, hey, look, we're a competitive team. Uh, at least it's they, what it seemed like. And then, you know, stuff happens and they kind of fall back. But you know what? That's that's part of being a hockey team. Yeah, no, it it was one of those moves where at the time it maybe made sense. Now, like looking back, we just – the team wasn't in the right place. Um, and it – I like I said, I do think Galchenyuk is kind of like the perfect player to – you know, come back. He is going to have a lot of opportunity with a completely new coach, and let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can do. I mean, I mean, again, because there's there there was a lot to it, and you know, like I think he 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 definitely did serve the Coyotes well. I think that was like what his his time at the Coyotes was probably his like like his last decent year. Yeah, um, it was definitely his like kind of the last time that people thought he could be a center. Um, yeah. time. um, maybe his second year, um, really all started to kind of go downhill from there though. So that was kind of rough, but he's still young. Um, and I've, I have heard nothing but good things about him since he's, you know, come back to training camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, which is a good thing because, you know, like you kind of don't have much expectations for a player that's jumped around to a million different teams because you can't find a spot on lower rosters. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, one other player that I wanted to talk about just because he, I think maybe more than anyone has had an exceptionally good preseason and has found his spot on the roster. Lawson Krause. Um, yeah. Uh, he had another assist tonight. He has been offensively like, putting like generating which after last season where he kept hitting posts and and just seems so snake bitten he is seeming to bounce back we're gonna have the cross croissants i'm still trying to figure out how to pronounce that yeah it will be it, uh, you know i, I think yeah, what kraus is doing this this i mean i did it during this preseason has been phenomenal i'm excited to see what he can do in the regular season i think he and a lot. Everyone else knows that his that last year was not his best. Uh, he was very frustrated because he his accuracy was there. It just was like 0.2 percent off. Just yeah. kept hitting crossbars. Um, yeah, it was crossbar post, just everything but the net. It was so painful to watch. Um, because I'm you- sure when when that off season hit, that was like the thing he was focusing on most. Just focus on the accuracy and focus, focus, focus. Cause you know, these hockey players as they're determined to fix what went wrong. Yeah. And, and hopefully like he's able to, you know, get out of his head so much. Like when you go on those kind of streaks, it, it often feels, I know for me for doing smaller stuff, it feels like you can't do anything right. And it just compounds it and makes it worse. Um, like I hope that now he's able to maybe like take a breath after he hits a post and like, hits makes the next one because that'd be like a true like mental development for him uh, that, that that would be really good and again i'm super happy that he's having a good preseason or had a good preseason because now the preseason's technically over 
Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, again, and Krause is one of those players that, you know, he was he was a first rounder, I think, what, tw- also 2015, 2016? Um, one of those, I am leaning more towards 2015. I think it was 2015. Cause I remember that technically that first, cause I was talking about the first yep. line and the, the first line for the Roadrunners a couple years ago was, was a uh, Strom, Krause and Merkley, all of which were 2015 first rounders, which was hilarious. And 2015, 11th overall. Um, and yeah, just another one of those players who, I think before the season, like you didn't really know what their future was in hockey. Like if Kraus didn't like had a couple of rough seasons, we've seen that be a career killer for a lot of players. And like, I think him and Galchenyuk could have theoretically ended up in a very similar space. If the team had traded Kraus and you know, they probably got calls for that. He's, he's a big guy. Like they tend to get a lot of attention in the NHL. Yeah, one thing that also is probably going to be um, what, that's probably getting Kraus to you know have these good performance is he is in a contract year with with uh, arbitration eligible RFA rights. So, uh, so he, he can like essentially he has some say in his destiny more yeah. so than a- any other RFA. Uh RFA contracts are are crazy because of just how little you can negotiate. Once you but... become arbitration eligible, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you just bring in numbers, and you're like, "Hey, we got new coach, new system." Kraus had a twenty goal year that gets you a good extension. Uh, we often see players play up in their contract years, uh, and then don't necessarily exceed those. But I mean. Again, if he needed any more reason for motivation, I th- I think he has plenty at this point. Exactly, and I think that's what we're, that's one thing that we will see for a good season from Lawson Cross, and I think it's what we're hoping for. Yep, definitely. Anyways, any final thoughts you want to give out before we close things off today? Uh, it's uh, everyone enjoy the last weekend before the NHL starts, because from now on, there's no going to be full. There's, you're not going to have a full weekend. There's always going to be right. something you got to do. You're, this is the last time you can enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Coyotes, though. Uh, a little teaser for you guys. Coming up in the next week, we'll have a lot of content coming up for you. Carlo and I, um, I believe, should, I, you know, starting on Monday's episode, we'll probably start to breaking down potential actual, like, line pairings and who we're going to and we're going to put some predictions on who we're going to put on each line that's going to be incredibly fun plus we got uh, we still got to talk to one more crossover for the division series that is talk to the new hosts of locked on predators and then the next crossover coming up right before the puck drops on thursday we'll be hoping to talk with jay foster of locked on columbus blue jackets so all of that coming up in the next week so a lot of stuff coming up in the next week so just to give you guys a teaser for heading into the weekend because i know you'll be excited for the new content anyways thanks again everyone for listening to this episode if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review uh, or like or comment we are available everywhere you get your podcast now including youtube um so that's exciting um 
subscribe if you're yet to already because uh if you want to know when a new episode drops that's your best way to do it subscribe and sometimes you know on your podcast you'll auto download so like you wake up in the morning and it's there for you we're ready for you we're you know and that's what i love and that's why i'm thanking everyone for making once again making lockdown coyotes your first listen of the day um don't forget to also interact with us on social media i'm personally at wildly on one carl pavlik is at carl pavlik ffh we are at lo underscore coyotes interact with us ask us any question we will answer them directly or on a future episode of the podcast um but that's it for today's episode once again hope you guys are staying safe out there hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on <laughs>